We all know that starting to save early for retirement is best. The fact is, most of us don't. And suddenly, we're looking at 50-year-olds and beginning to wonder, is it too late? Good news, it's not. But it will take discipline and meticulous planning to make it happen. On today's show, tips to help you put your plan together. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, and we've got a full house here in our studios for dual financial strategies where uh, they uh, have over 20 years of experience in the uh, retirement. Uh, well, they can give you that retirement lifestyle review. They're in that business. And, of course, we're talking about Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. And uh, we are ready to talk retirement with you because it is all about your retirement. And uh, we will cover the basics uh, first, I guess, Sam, when you talk about uh, people uh, in their 50s, uh, they may be looking ahead to retirement. Some of them may have as much as 10 to 15 years of uh, work left. So I think, ladies and gentlemen, you need to seriously review your current state of finances. That's uh, a given. And then decide on the next steps. And that's what we're here for in this segment. So let's dig in with it right now. And uh, being the fine advisor that you are, Sam, uh, working with an advisor is the, uh, the operative mode of uh, success, isn't it? Certainly when you start to get towards that, uh, that retirement age, what we would call the retirement red zone, which is typically five years or so, five to 10 years, but five years for sure, you need to start seeking some outside help. And the reason for that is because the retirement world, the retirement income world is 180 degrees polar opposite from what you have experienced while you're working. There's relatively little that's the same in there. In fact, I would argue with over two decades of experience in this, that the types of investments, the types of asset classes that you use in retirement are not the same as you use to build the money. There's a big difference between investing the money to spend it versus investing the money to save it. So you need an advisor, but you need a very specific advisor, Chuck. You need an advisor that is absolutely focused on retirement planning. You can't do the jack of all trades and master of none scenario when you go into retirement. The fact is very, very few advisors today focus entirely on retirement. We are an anomaly. We are a very, very unique firm in that that is what we do every day. That's all we've done in our practice is focus on retirement. So we have very, very deep knowledge on how the subject of retirement works. You have to have that. If you don't have that, you're going to find yourself doing the exact same things that you did while you were working and then not being able to figure out why you can't draw in income, why your returns aren't steady, why you don't have that type of confidence that you wanted to have going into retirement. It's because you can't keep doing what you've always doing, been doing when you're going to go do a totally different activity. Yeah, that's really interesting because uh, in a follow-up situation, I remember when I was in my mid to late 40s, I really never thought about retirement. I, yeah, I had a 401k plan in uh, my place of employment, but I never really thought of that big picture of what I should be doing. But when you hit 50, I think it's a, it's a key and it's all about the risk you take. And I didn't even know the kinds of risks uh, I was taking, Andy. So I wasn't really going crazy, uh, you know, losing any sleep over it. But that is something that you do have to consider. You have to uh, maybe not be obsessed with it, but you still have to look at it when you turn 50 and you're looking ahead toward uh, the last 10 or 15 years uh, of, of work. Well, for sure. And as you even get closer and closer, the question has to become, you know, what is your goal? You might feel as though the only way to make up extra time is to pile on the risk and, you know, we call it Mach 3 hair on fire investing. 
that can be a detriment. In fact, you don't need to do this. Risk means that you might lose as well as gain. So it's better to find a middle ground that's perhaps riskier than those who started in their 20s, but it's considered overly risky and certainly you don't want to wipe it out if it's failed. So we have to be careful when you are looking at the future and going, well, what do you really need? What's the bottom line that, you know, what kind of planning, what kind of time have you spent into looking at what your future retirement needs are? And going back, I know I always talk about the budget, but it's true. If you do understand how much your lifestyle is going to cost, obviously we have to plan for things like roofs and, you know, systems in your home going out. Um, But it is important to have a really good grasp when you are looking at those those future costs and say, how much do I really need? Because you may not need as much risk as you think you need in order to make up for lost time. And I would argue if you have a really good investor or an advisor helping you, then you may not need to take those high risks because maybe you're not taking all the losses that happen. Um, you may not need to go crazy. And so I, word of caution, just be mindful and, and understand the big picture. Well, all right. Let's, uh, I know uh, we all have to live by rules, and sometimes these rules change. I was a hockey broadcaster for 39 years in the National Hockey League, and, of course, I did Badger hockey uh, prior to that uh, many moons ago, Andy. So we used to have this rule of 100. In other words, uh, maybe you can explain from a risk standpoint, but now I guess that's moved to 120 for some reason. Sure, life expectancy has gone up. I don't know that we put a tremendous amount of effort in looking at this. It used to be, you know, take your age minus from 100 and that's the variance that you should have between stocks and bonds. Um, We don't necessarily look at that all the time as the benchmark. I would think that's a little bit outdated. Well, we just take a much more scientific approach to it. We just... We use that risk allies program that allows us to really dig deep into the psychology of, of someone, uh, dig deep into the real risk, the real realized risk that people are at. And that way you can actually match asset classes, match right. portfolio choices to someone, much like a custom suit. It's like, yeah, the, it's, it's 120 minus your age is the <clears throat> kind of the generic benchmark today. Yeah, but, but again. But that's like an off-the-rack suit. And if you're really looking for a custom tailored suit, you go into a guy that measures you, that understands your physique, understands your build, understands your uh, your physical activities, what you do in the clothes that you wear, uh, and then you match it exactly. But certainly 120 minus your age is a good starting point, especially for like a do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, a lot of people probably don't even know the, their own risk tolerance until they sit down and talk with you about it. And uh, that is a good thing to do. And uh, 866-203-7486 is the way you can get that uh, uh, no-cost, no-obligation appointment to find out what your risk tolerance is and I, I guess as we prepare Luke uh, in our 50s for retirement one of the things uh, another tip is start working on your debt because uh, one thing we don't want to see is a lot of people uh, paying undue finance charges on a credit card and that type of thing and uh, some of the other debt that you need to minimize as you approach retirement absolutely Chuck if you've still got significant amounts of debts when you're turning 50 in your early 50s this is an area you need to work on paying down especially in the other more consumer debts um, that aren't your mortgage Um, you know those there's kind of two schools of thought there but just starting to get get those cars paid down get those especially those credit cards with you know interest rates that can skyrocket up into the 20 percent range you know getting those paid down is going to provide you so much freedom Um, and give you the flexibility to start looking at retiring and shifting some of that money into your retirement accounts. Um, For us, you know, a mortgage is an an acceptable 
uh, debt to have going into retirement. Um, as kind of a general rule of thumb, just because typically you're going to have, you know, lower rates of interest with that. It's going to be fixed over a certain period of time. There's a lot of known knowns with that yeah. world. And it's also, you know, the mortgage is, you know, on a house that's an asset yeah. that's productive, yeah. you know, so you could almost coin like that's kind of like a productive asset. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Well, as long as you as long as you can service the mortgage. Right. Payment. Absolutely. That's, and that as in, opposed to and it a, makes up a, a reasonable portion of your income. Exactly, right. And yeah. it, you're not overextended like so many people were, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Exactly. And and again, uh, there's good debt, bad debt. And I guess a bad debt would have to be a car payment, uh, you know, four or five years or stretching those longer and longer. So that one you'd like to pay off because when you talk about appreciating uh, assets versus depreciating, uh, yeah. there's nothing worse than a car, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes with debt, people will get very emotional about debt because of, of things that are talked about. But you really have to kind of put the emotion aside on debt and make that decision. Is it good debt or is it bad debt? Like people will go out and they'll say, well, we're going to spend $45,000 on a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but we don't want to, we don't want to have any payments on it. Well, you can do a car today, a brand new one with basically no interest for five years, six years. Yeah. Why would you take $45,000 out of your IRA, pay 30% in taxes between the state and the federal government on the thing, all to pay for a car that will not cost you anything to own to begin with. So you have to use money and debt smart in order to make it work for you instead of working for the bank or the finance institution. Yeah, that, that's a very, very good point. And as we wrap up this segment, Sam, uh, I think that some people I know in my generation were always worried about what we're going to leave our kids or our grandkids, and sometimes we don't think about ourselves or our spouses. And I think that is probably not a great priority. I think uh, you have to look out for number one and number two at times, don't you? What's your thought on that? We have seen people, unfortunately, that have derailed their own retirement. And again, unfortunately, I could start counting on a couple of hands and keep going the number of people we've seen that have either negatively impacted or derailed their retirement because they continue to take care of their kids. And parents, I know this is hard. I know there's the emotional attachment. I know it's kids. I know it's grandkids. I know you want to help them out of problems. But you cannot, or you should not, I guess I could say, it's your money, it's your retirement, it's your lifestyle, you can do anything you want to with it. However, from a professional perspective, we are going to have that hard conversation with you if you are in danger of destroying your own retirement because you're trying to bail a kid out or because you're trying to help your children. You can help your children, but help them in ways that is not going to derail what you're doing. Like you said, Chuck, You've got to look out for yourself first. That's not being greedy. Mm-hmm. That's being prudent. Right. You've spent the last 60, 65 years of your life getting ready for this. Or maybe you've spent 40 plus years in the working world getting ready for this. Now you've got children that are in their 40s. Folks, they've still got time. They've still got time. There is nothing that says that you have this right to retire at 62, even though you got into financial trouble when you were 50 and you're behind the ball. They still have time. You can't destroy what it is that you want to do to try to give them extra time because that's impossible to do. And you can't carry them through both your retirement and their retirement and have everybody be ultimately successful. It's just absolutely setting you up for disaster. Absolutely. So what can you do for our listeners? We can counsel. 
and we can give you the benefit of our years and years of experience between the three of us we have so much knowledge in this in this area it's what we do but we want to do it from a very very simple standpoint we want to do it from a very very personable standpoint we want you to come into the offices sit down and let's talk about you and what you want to try to accomplish Absolutely. And the easy way to get that no cost, no obligation uh, retirement assessment for you is to uh, give them a call to Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 and get that retirement lifestyle review. Sit down, uh, talk about prioritizing yourself and uh, getting ready. Uh, If you're in your 50s and you're in a retirement red zone, you want to think about it right now. It's never too early. And remember that Sam and Andy and Luke are at your service at 866-203-7486. And Sam uh, will grace you with a copy of his book, Purpose Determines Placement, when you come in and discuss your retirement. Sam, what's coming up in the next segment? I know this guy named Roy. (laughs) Well, when we come back, we're going to discuss Roy, or ROI, return on investment. And in some cases, it doesn't involve money. We'll be right back. Back on your retirement, Chuck Caton here, and happy to be with my fine friends from the Fox Valley as we approach Christmas. And I think it'll probably be a white Christmas where you are. I'm not sure it will be where I am, but uh, we have Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel in uh, our uh, studios and uh, Duell Financial Strategies. It's your retirement. It's all about you. And now we're going to uh, talk about that return on investment because the investment industry is famous for focusing on it. Uh, But when it comes to your retirement nest egg, ladies and gentlemen, there's more to consider than simply saving money and then earning a return on investment. So uh, let's uh, explore this a little bit, Sam. What do we mean by uh, expenses as a return on investment? I I can give you a quick little story. I had a tree uh, that uh, that had to be taken down, and I guess this is a ROI for me. I wanted to spend $2,800 to knock this tree down, but it was hollow, rather than have it hit my house and create several uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth yeah. of damage. So I guess the ROI on my uh, tree service was a good one. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's an old saying, Chuck, and, and it goes something like this. Somebody once said that everybody knows the price of everything, but a lot of people don't know the value of anything. Yeah. And you can't just do things based upon price. I mean, an expense could be a return on investment. Uh, good example. Let's say that um, let's say you're going to do a home improvement, and you're going to replace the windows. You know, you're in a house that's 25 years old. You're going to come up to the latest technology in windows, but it's going to cost you whatever. It's going to cost you five thousand dollars to do that. All right. Well, if that's going to save you fifty bucks a month mm-hmm. in your energy bills. At $600 a year, those are going to pay for themselves in about nine years. Those windows would pay for themselves. So that isn't necessarily an expense. It's an expenditure, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to separate what is an expenditure, an outflow of money, from what is an expense. Yeah, it's it's true. And uh, I think that when we talk about different uh, returns on investment, what about time, Andy, as a return on investment? Well, obviously, the sooner you start, the better it is. Um, We look at, you know, some of our kids' 
some of our clients' kids, and it is amazing the power of time. So the earlier you can get started, the better. Obviously, any return on your investment is a good return as long as you're not going in the wrong direction. So it makes sense that um, anything that you can do to seek a stable return on your investment, on your retirement specifically, what are your choices? What options do you have? Are you working with anybody? Are you within a 401k where you don't get a lot of help, you don't get a lot of assistance? Um, You need to know what that return is so that you can really go, okay, what do we need to do futuristically to make sure that we have what we need? Because I would argue that you're potentially going into one of the more expensive times during your life um, when you consider activities and what you enjoy doing, as well as potential healthcare costs. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of hidden costs, if you will, when you go into retirement that you may not have thought about. Taxes being one of the biggest ones. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And I, you I, have to think about the return on investment in relation to time, too. It's like, right. what's the return on your time? Like, if something costs you, we're you and I are really big on that, like around the farm here and with the horses sure. and with all the chores we have to do. I mean, I look at anything that will give me more time, not as an expense, but as an investment. Mm-hmm. So right. if you could break it down like that, too, it's like, do you, do you really need to be uh, up on the ladder, you know, cleaning the third story windows and taking up your time to do that, plus the the danger element in there, or would it be a better return on your time sure, to uh-huh. hire somebody to do that? So yeah. the return on time is more important, too. Well, what's really important here, let's break this down, because each of you are going to take this segment in our retirement. And, and I think Andy hit the nail on the head when she talked about you, these hidden costs, especially when you're in the youth of retirement, which we say are the go-go years. Right, Luke? I mean, we're talking 65 to 75 where you knock on wood still have good health, but you're in retirement and you've got to start thinking about doing uh, some things here that uh, may cost you some more money. So let's discuss those go-go years. Yeah, the go-go years, those are the active years, those those early, you know, the first 10 years of retirement where your expenses, like Andy was talking about, they might, they're might they probably going to be higher. You're going to be out traveling. You're going to be dining out. You're going to be doing the things that you enjoy. But when we talk about, you know, really your return on your time, what is what do you want your time to do for you? I mean, you no longer need to work anymore. So is it relationships? Is it, you know, the grandkids that you want to spend more time in and invest in them? Um, is it making memories with them or friends? Um, you know, what's the priority as you go into this season? I know I've got a few clients that have said, Hey, I'm stepping away from the job and now serving in some ministry or giving back and volunteering really provides them investment in their life and it's not obviously paying them um, but it's paying them in a different way so what you know how do you want to use your time in those first 10 years as well yeah it's interesting because we're living longer living healthier hopefully and uh, we certainly wish that for all of our listeners uh, uh, here on our our show your retirement because your retirement can stretch from 20 to 30 years now uh, Andy and now we're talking about Uh, Some of those qualitative years uh, from 86 to hopefully 100 and beyond, you never know. And those are called the won't or no-go years. They won't go uh, (laughs) because you've got the hip replacement or you can't go anywhere. But that's still an important period of time that you need uh, assets for, right, Andy? It is, and and it can, again, be very expensive considering where you may or may not be able to live. So when we're looking at the 86 to 100, I hope you're healthy. I hope you are well. Um, 
I'm grateful for technology and science and medicine that we have today because it is a fast growing segment of our population. So when we're looking at that segment of the population, what are your big expenditures? Um, for the most part, you hopefully have some family that's going to be able to help you, maybe drive you to some doctor's appointments. If you don't, then we start having to look at services and what do those services cost from um, you know, home health care or somebody to drive you to take you shopping, or are we looking at some different levels of facility care where you could be active and independent, but maybe they take you shopping and maybe, you know, you're going to take up residence in a in a place that has different levels of care as needed. So this can be a, a, a very different um, and a big adjustment for a lot of people, but a, but a very big monetary adjustment as well. Right. And Luca, I think Andy's touched upon a lot of uh, physical and emotional uh, returns on your time and what that means for your health, both emotionally and uh, physically, because it's very, very important to have that great quality of life as you age. It certainly is. And now you've got more time as we were talking about, but do you want to, you know, invest some time into your health now that you've got that available to you? Do you want to go out and, you know, make sure you're regularly walking? I mean, that can have such a big impact on how you feel, um, your relationships. Um, and so there's the, there's the time element of, of doing that. And there's also the, you know, maybe financially you want to invest in this area of health and making the right choices so that your quality of life during these these final years of our lives can be the most meaningful and impactful possible absolutely so sam in tying this all together in this segment getting a basic return on your retirement is key because it's all about quality i think that anybody that is looking at retirement should absolutely embed those words in their vocabulary i want to get a return on my retirement. That's why we call it people's retirement lifestyle, Chuck, because it's about what's your lifestyle going to be. Spending money on travel and events during those early go-go years, and then focusing on less expensive hobbies and activities during the slower go years, and just simply spending time with those around us and those people that are close to us during the won't-go years will help you regenerate a return on time during retirement in their own ways. And at the end of the day, Chuck, out of all of the people that we talk to and all of the people that listen to our shows and watch us on television, time is always the most important factor. Quality time, spending time with grandkids, spending time with family, being in a position to where you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them, that's most important. So get a return on your retirement and tell people to quit spending all their all of their time talking to you about return on investment because it's not always about money. No, it isn't always about money, but it's always about good advice. And anywhere in the Fox Valley, whether it's Appleton, Green Bay, De Pere, Nina, go anywhere you want in this area, what can you do for our listeners, Sam? Well, I think what we just talked about, Chuck, is maybe a good example of what we like to do and what we do very well. Like we said, this is not this is not sales brochure time when you come in and visit with us. This isn't slick sales pitch. This isn't empty promises. This is a candid heart-to-heart, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball conversation about you. What do you want to do? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What have you always wanted to do? We have to find out if those things can be realized. But Stop allowing people to sales pitch you and just focus on the money. 
Just focus on the investment. Just focus on the return. That's not what retirement is about. Retirement is about a good quality lifestyle that focuses on what you've always wanted to do. It takes money. Of course it takes money. But that's what you've been saving for 35 or 40 years. That's why we think this notion that you have to have saved like a gazillion dollars to retire is nonsense. It's absolute pure nonsense. You live a lifestyle today that is usually in line with what you saved and what you earned. We just want to help you extend that lifestyle for the rest of your retirement years at a level that you've dreamed about. Absolutely. And Sam, the best way to do it, ladies and gentlemen, is to, uh, with uh, over 20 years of experience here at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, they can strategize your retirement with that retirement lifestyle review. All you have to do is give them a call for that no-cost, no-obligation review. It's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. It is your retirement. It's not a cookie-cutter approach. Uh, it's what do you want in your uh, retirement years to make you happy, both emotionally and physically, and knock on wood to keep that health. Once again... It is 866-203-7486 to get that no-cost, no-obligation review from Sam or Andy or Luke uh, here at Dual Financial Strategies. What's coming up next, Sam? The market, it continues to show signs of volatility. But don't slam on the brakes or your retirement could get rear-ended. Up next, strategies to weather the ups and downs of a jittery market. Thanks again for joining us here on Your Retirement. Chuck Caton here along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. You've uh, listened to them every single week on this station. And, of course, we're talking about Sam Duell. We talk about Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel. Uh, and uh, the number is 866-203-7486. Uh, to get that no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement. Now, what do you want? You want a second opinion? They can give it to you as well. And uh, don't ever let the changing market landscape derail your retirement. That's going to be the first thing uh, they tell you. And uh, there are some things that you can do right now to make sure you stay on top and not get rear-ended uh, uh, by that crazy driver uh, behind you called lack of preparation. I think that's the crazy driver. When we talk about retirement, Sam, you got to be prepared and you've got to make sure. And I, and I wonder, uh, this is a question I've got for you when you have people coming in, how do they know if they're diversified properly? Uh, you got to make sure that uh, your portfolio, ladies and gentlemen, is diversified. Now, how many people do you have, Sam, that come in and think it is, and maybe it isn't? Uh, pretty much 100%. Uh, most people either A, don't know how their portfolio is diversified, that's that's the most common thing, uh, or B, they think they own one thing when in reality they own something entirely different. That's wow. why we use that very, very scientific uh, psychology and data-based program called Riskalyze to assess that because it, really, uh, it removes all of that emotion and it also removes all of the hype. It removes all the hyperbole. I mean, it's... You know, you, you're sold these investments a lot of times based on emotion, based on mm -hmm. slick sales brochures. That gets rid of all of that. It's not possible to exist in a sales pitch world if you're using science and psychology to base it on. So you can get nasty surprises when you don't know how you're diversified. Or you can spend this endless cycle like a hamster on a wheel of being frustrated because all you do is watch CS CNBC all day or whatever those stupid stations are. And they're talking about how the, oh, the Dow is up 
blah 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 and you're saying well why am i not up well you're not up because you're not in the dow that's mm -hmm. it's pretty simple but that is the type of disconnect that happens when you don't understand how you're diversified and diversification is not just about where are you at in the market it's like what are your sources of income mm -hmm. social security pensions all of that sort of stuff quit watching the news to get your investment advice because the news doesn't have any idea what your lifestyle is and they don't have any idea what your portfolio no is. that's true and it's uh, all about yourself and it's that's why we call this program your retirement and uh, andy you've got to look at alternative investment strategies and vehicles as well because again that diversification uh, I think that you don't get that when somebody uh, uh, sends you those monthly statements. They don't say a thing, and they don't know if your strategies and uh, different vehicles are being used. They don't. And from a standpoint of, you know, most of you have gone through your life working for somebody else in a 401k and a 403b and a 457. And really, there's there is a pretty big disconnect because your money comes automatically out of your paycheck. It goes into some mutual fund based um, tool. And that's essentially as much contact as you generally get. The people that come and, you know, initially help set things up, they're not actually allowed to give you advice. So you have to be mindful that if you are looking for help, there are some ways that you can do that. You could check in to see if, if you're over 59 and a half, you could check in to see if you could do what's called a non-hardship um, distribution and be able to pull that out and go to your own IRA on the outside. And that way you have more choices. You have more ability to affect your money in such a way that you are not just waiting for whatever the market is going to do and however it is diversified within your portfolio. And I will tell you that a lot of you come in with a feeling of being diversified and I'm going to call it kind of an illusion of diversification because you may have a lot of mutual funds, but that doesn't mean that they're in a different area of the market. For instance, um, if you have basically mostly large cap stocks, you're all in the S&P 500. If the S&P 500 is going up or going down, you're going to go along for the ride in whichever direction it's going in. But just because you have a lot of stuff doesn't mean that you are counterbalancing what's going on. So if one thing's going up or vice versa going down, that you've got some other things that are helping you. There's a lot of tools out there. And I think sometimes advisors get stuck on just one thing or they work for someone else that only allows them to use one thing or maybe two. Um, but there's a lot of different tools that actually can create true diversification within different asset classes um, so that you can fundamentally be um, within a position that you are actually diversified. Yeah, and uh, that diversification, Andy, I think takes the form of uh, knowing what some of these other tools are. Uh, I mean, I Absolutely. didn't even know what an annuity was until I uh, had it presented to me, and now I've got a couple of those, and I'm happy with them. Uh, they're and not all annuities are the same. That's right. And, and the one thing I steered away from, obviously, was the variable, which everybody, I think, is on the same page of uh, not really wanting to advise that. But if we look, Luke, at uh, your overall strategy, it's got to be more, I think, as much long-term as it is short-term. And that's when we uh, talk about active and passive investment approaches. And uh, maybe speak a little bit about that, because I think a lot of people think too short-term sometimes, especially when they see a lot of volatility in the market. They do. And um, so one of the ways that uh, most people invest prior to getting close to retirement is in what we would call passive type strategies where investors or financial advisors are making these investments for a longer period of time. But it's 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 more of a set it and forget it scenario where they're just saying, hey, I'm going to buy these basket of five, six, seven, eight, ten things 
and then I'm just going to hold them and I'm going to weather the storm as they come. And if it goes up, great. And if it goes down 50%, well, then I just won't look at it. But that's not a great retirement strategy. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, there's strategies um, that are more active in nature. And so this is where uh, families will have managers in place watching over the market industry, the different trends going on there, changes that are coming in the economy that we're all aware of, the political landscape, which is changing rapidly, and other factors that are affecting specific companies or specific areas of the market. So the important piece when we're looking at the different types of approaches are just to realize that as you get closer to retirement, as things in the market are getting shaky, the the more vigilant approach, the more hands-on approach in tactical investment investing may help you protect your money more, may help you sleep better at night. And if you haven't heard about those things, uh, we welcome those conversations and can provide more information to a- you on absolutely. them. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? I uh, The hidden termites, the fees, and everything that uh, people don't even realize are what the tax ramifications, right, Luke? I mean, you, you cover all of that, don't you, when we talk about uh, uh, different types of investments? Yes, we will cover all that. Any questions that you have about those, kind of taking a, a, a peer behind the curtain to just understand what you own now. How does it line up with your current risk level? Because as Sandy and Andy were talking about diversification, I think another big disconnect is you you saying, well, I'm a conservative investor. I'm a moderate investor. And you just trust that that's the way that you're positioned. And nine times out of 10, when we when we run through risk allies there's a bit of a disconnect there where your eyes wide open like oh my goodness i didn't realize that i was taking on that much risk i told them i wanted this but i got this yeah well right. it's the Very true. crazy things and this is not what's going to happen to you when you sit down with uh, sam or andy or luke at uh, uh, dual financial strategies it's 866-203-7486 that's the number you should be calling right now to get that no cost no obligation review of your situation to make sure you're on the right track for retirement once again 866-203-7486 so as we wrap up this segment sam um, we uh, like to be cautious. We like to be conservative as we get older in retirement or approaching retirement. So what, what's your advice here on uh, how to approach uh, your overall view of retirement? Well, caution needs to be viewed relative to what your destination is. As you're maneuvering through retirement, if you're in the market, as you're maneuvering through these twists and turns and uh, all of these different things that affect the market, you have to keep your destination in mind because that's where people panic. That's where they throw the brakes on or they just jump out of things and they do it all because of noise. You have to keep an eye on your destination. That's why they call it a retirement plan. It's that retirement plan should not change from the time that you put it into place. Unless it's fundamentally changing on your side from lifestyle, your strategy, if it's not going to just absolutely derail you, should not be changing you shouldn't be switching back and forth that's why it's so important that we identify from day one with the retirement lifestyle review and with riskalyze what exactly not what kind of what exactly is it that we're trying to achieve here and then you make adjustments as you go but you don't do these wholesale changes that is the best way to derail a retirement is getting into it and then either not having been uh, forthright about what you wanted to do to begin with or making a big wholesale change because you can't restart. 
Absolutely. And this is why, uh, as Sam has uh, mentioned so many times before, do you need that retirement lifestyle review? And the way to get it is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that no-cost, no-obligation review uh, from Dual Financial Strategies with over a score of years of experience. So once again, give them a call, no-cost, no-obligation, 866 203 Seven four eight six. You can retire with confidence because it is your retirement. Question and answer time coming up, Sam, right? It is that time. You've got questions and we've got answers. That and more right after this. And our final segment here of Your Retirement, Chuck Caton here along with Sam Dool, Andy Schooler, and Luke Von Abel, and we are ready to go with some questions and answers uh, from all across the uh, Fox Valley. Uh, snowy, windy Fox Valley. Uh, you know, I don't know how many times I w ever went to uh, Packer games up, Sam, years ago. I saw him play the Bears once when the Bears were actually good uh, back in the, the early 80s and mid-80s. <laughs> The Packers, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bart Starr still took care of them, the late Bart Starr. But you've got some uh, things to talk about here, so you're ready to answer some questions. You and Andy and Luke are ready to go, aren't you? Yeah, I think we got some great questions this week. All right, we've got Maggie in De Pere, who is 65 years old, has about a million and a half dollars from divorce proceedings, of all things. So she wants to know, what should I uh, do to uh, allocate my assets in my portfolio? Where do I put this money after I threw the bum out? Well, that's one of those things, Maggie, where you have to you have to allocate it towards you. What are your needs? What is your goals? Uh, at 65, uh, maybe you're already retired, or maybe you're right on the edge of that. Uh, so we need to talk about what is it that you're trying to achieve here? Um, do you have assets other than the one and a half million? Uh, another thing is, uh, you know, have you handled retirement accounts and things did would were you in a situation where uh you know you stayed home you raised a family things of that nature uh and then now post divorce is this a new scenario for you is having to manage all of your finances and manage assets and things like that is that a new scenario for you so really i think before you ever allow anyone to talk to you about how to invest the money that's way down the road, Maggie. That that part of it, if you're getting someone telling you how to invest the money right away, that's a sales pitch. You need to have counseling at this point in your life. Take a deep breath. You've just gone through what is probably arguably the second most traumatic event that people go through uh, you know, after the death of a loved one or a spouse. You've mm -hmm. gone through a divorce. We need to slow down. We need to take a deep breath. And we need to assess you where you're at what your needs are because now's the time to focus on you and have those needs met to make sure that you're going to be okay for the rest of your time all right very good advice there uh, andy you get the next one from nate in nina and he says when i retire i'll have a pension i'll have social security i'll have a 401k and a roth ira as all sources of income but my pension and Social Security will cover most of my expenses, but not all. So to make up the difference, what account should I be withdrawing from? Oh, that's a great question, Nate. Um, I would come back and say, I, I'm not sure how old you are. And 
I'm not sure what the values of your accounts are. So it makes it a little bit more challenging. What I would say is if you are prior to age 65 um, and you're thinking about retiring before age 65, then there are some questions that we have to answer with regards to Medicare and qualifying for um, healthcare coverage in between that time. That is a big question for a lot of people is how do I pay for my healthcare between the ages of say 62 and 65? Um, the next thing that we have to look at is taxes. So does it make sense to pull from your um, IRA or what will turn into your your, excuse me, from your 401k, which will turn into an IRA. Does it make sense to pull from that to cover some of those additional expenses before you turn 72 to start reducing that value down? Because we know that taxes are probably likely to go up in the future. Um, or do we need to actually take it out of the Roth? Because we may need to try and again, qualify for some of the um, healthcare stuff prior to age 65 and so you can use your Roth IRA in order to do that. So there's a there's a number of different ways that we can go. Sorry, I can't be more specific in this situation, but come see us. We can sit down and give you a little bit more specifics on that when we look at it together. Absolutely. And the way to do that is to give them a call at 866-203-7486. That's uh, 203-7486-866 put in front of that and uh, get that retirement lifestyle review and also get a sorting out of your uh, uh, portfolio and all of your different investments and where they are and uh, all the uh, uh, different buckets that you may have and they'll be able to uh, help you out uh, with tax efficiency and the like. Let's go to Grand Shoot now. Luke, you've got Sebastian asking you uh, with a $2.5 million portfolio mostly in fixed income, is it necessary to have a $200,000 variable annuity? The fees are high. The sales pitch rationale is that I have no pension otherwise. Now, is he telling me the truth, the, this person of interest, so to speak? Great question, Sebastian. Congratulations on stewarding your money well and um, having $2.5 million in your portfolio. Um, one of the necessary things, I think, at this point is, you know, if you're mostly in fixed income right now, you know, you don't have a lot of diversification. I'm sure that's not coming in as a surprise to you. That's why you're exploring these other instruments like a variable annuity but you know that's just one tool that's out there um, and if and if the person you're talking to isn't talking about other asset classes other areas to go to what the pros and cons of those are you're getting a sales pitch you know you need to be you know educated on what's available to you um, because there are so many different areas to go to and the the fees can be quite high in a variable annuity and there's other places to go to where the fees are going to be considerably lower um but the other thing here is you know just it's it's hard for me to say you know the specific direction you could go because i don't know what your goals are um, there's a reason you're sitting in fixed income uh, presumably that's because you're looking for some level of protection and safety but i would i would caution you that during these times being too safe um, can come back and bite you in the rear end as well because we're seeing inflation, which we're all experiencing. Um, interest rates have been kept kept low for a long time. And eventually, um, 
if and when interest rates start to rise again, that's going to be a sensitive area to be in with all that fixed income. So explore your other options. Um, ask questions about the other tools that are available to you because there's more than just the variable annuity out there to provide you with income to meet your needs for retirement so you don't have to worry about having to go back to work. All right, very good uh, answer there, Luke. And again, you need that advice from the people at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. Sam, Andy, and Luke at your service. And now we'll go to our final question of the day, and it comes from Ashwabanan. And it is Max who is there. And he says, I want to switch and move my money to a different financial advisor. I'm 52 years old, looking for somebody that's going to provide advice on the distribution of my funds while still earning and creating income. Is this a a difficult process? Well, Max, I I guess it depends on what we're asking. Is it a difficult process? The, The first part of it is if you're moving to another financial advisor, is that difficult to do? The answer to that question is no. That's basically just a... It's like moving your money from your right pocket to your left pocket. All you're going to do is just open a new account at the other advisors, what they would call their custodian, uh, and you'll just move from one advisor to the other. The second half of the question, uh, the answer to that is actually yes. Um, Structuring a portfolio so it is set up for distribution while making money and creating income, yes, that is a very specialized field that you're talking about there. What happens, Max, is that there's basically two different stages to people's uh, people's lives, if you will, as it pertains to money. While you're working, as you still are, uh, that's what we would be calling the growth and accumulation years. You're putting money into 401ks, into outside savings account, and your primary goal there is to grow it, is to accumulate it. You're building the nest egg. But you're starting to close in on a point in time, whatever your retirement age is, let's say that was going to be 62 in 10 years, where you do need to start shifting gears and go from the growth and accumulation stage to the income and distribution stage. That's front of mind for you right now. I congratulate you on being very forward thinking on that because you're starting to think in that area and that is very wise on your part. This is a great time to be engaging an advisor who works in the income and distribution field. But what I would caution you on is to be very, very specific in your interviews with advisors about what their focus is. Because not many advisors today, very, very few, focus on income and distribution and an even smaller number that do focus on it focus on the entire area and what i mean by that is sometimes you'll run into advisors who their only recommendation to you will be to buy an annuity and they'll say well because i'm focusing on income and distribution i'm i'm doing an annuity but they don't talk about taxes. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about uh, supplemental insurances to cover you. They don't talk about social security. Social security. They don't talk about anything that has to do with retirement. Mm-hmm. They just talk about the product. So be very, very cautious about that because what we find in a lot of cases is that you'll get into a scenario where they say, well, we talk about income and distribution. However, it's kind of like a carpenter whose only tool he has in his toolbox is a hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, the solution to every scenario that he is going to have is that it needs to be a nail right? because he's got to have something that works with his tool. So you want broad-based advice. You want people to be able to talk about the entire gamut as it 
income and distribution is concerned because I mentioned taxes. Mm-hmm. Taxes are absolutely paramount when you're talking about distribution because it is the natural uh, offshoot of distribution is you're going to pay the taxes on the money. Sam, don't you think too, you know, when you first touched on Max's question here about just the physical movement of the money, you know, in our world, because we do this every day, it is really simple and easy. But psychologically, for a lot of people that have... it's hard, yeah. Yeah, for for you guys out there, I mean, it's it's hard because you've got relationships. You've, uh, a lot of times, this is a really intimate relationship with somebody because you've opened up about you know, the things you have, the things that you spend on and you kind of, you're opening your, yourself up to, um, you know, having to be kind of vulnerable in a financial way. So um, sure. psychologically, it's going to be challenging to, to start exploring these things. But we recognize that this is an area that, um, you know, we don't want to be in the inter- in, in the business of breaking up relationships, but just understanding that, you know, you really need to find somebody that, that's got your best interest in mind and is going to focus on what you need in this yeah. season of your life. So that'd be a fiduciary. Absolutely. So you're looking for a fiduciary-based advisor. Um, but just understand the primary thing there. Big difference between growth and accumulation and income and distribution. Absolutely. Two different, two different worlds, two different sets of rules. And you won't get invited for golf anymore when you uh, gas your other guy, right? So to speak. So <laughs> maybe, that's the thing I'm not. worried about. Well, I actually had to do that once. Anyway, uh, you won't have to uh, d- deal with the that when you deal with the people at Dual Financial Strategies, that's number one, because they've got that retirement lifestyle review for you, and it's 866-203-7486. I can tell you right now that you're going to be very happy when you sit down and talk about your portfolio there, and uh, it's Sam, Andy, and Luke at your service, and it's been a wonderful show, and uh, your final thoughts, Sam, on uh, what we've talked about today. Just looking to see everyone in the office here soon. Uh, We'd love to uh, talk to you about your retirement. Let's get you on the path that you need to be on to live that retirement dream. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.